Hello and welcome to episode five of Engagement Zone. Uh, so far, uh, we've spoken to experts and passionate professionals from Nebraska, California, Colorado, Florida, and today we, we finally make it across the pond to West Sussex, England. Um, you know, we're really excited to be able to do these podcasts with our guests and, and for you, and we have a lot more uh, lined up for you over the next few months and years. But please do get in touch with us with any feedback via the website. Our aim is to provide short, engaging podcasts that hopefully you know help and inspire in your day-to-day. Um, in the news this week, Julian Assange of WikiLeaks has just been arrested after seven years holed up in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. I have literally no idea where the time has, has gone uh, within those seven years. It's also the Masters uh, in the golf being played in Georgia this weekend. Um, so that's my one weekend every year where I'm banished by my fiance to watch the golf in some other part of the house. So, so to my guest, uh, a very special one for many reasons. Where to begin? Uh, she was the former head of employee engagement at News International. She was a, a judge for our awards in the UK three years ago, twice a judge, actually. She now is the managing director of the Employee Engagement Alliance, our sister company. Uh, she will, is going to become a co-host of these podcasts. Uh, I'm sure some of you will be very happy about that. And, and is now, more importantly, a great friend. So, so welcome to Engagement Zone, Ruth Dance. How are you doing? Oh, thank you, Matt. What an intro. <laughs> well, you know, fitting. Yeah, well, I don't know. I wasn't quite prepared for that this morning. That's such a great intro. Thanks. I'm great. Thank you. It's very um, sunny today in West Sussex, So, um, quite, you know, naturally, I'm quite jolly with it. Yes, it, that definitely makes an impact when the sun shines, even though if it's freezing outside. So, um, so, so what's been keeping you busy this week? Oh, um, ooh, let me think. So um, we, ha- we actually had a, a, a great webinar this week um with amy lucas who i think is um been part of your podcast series recently is that right matt she has yeah she has that's that's florida we've been keeping her busy between us then um yeah we did a great um online global online webinar with people attending from all over the globe to listen to amy talking about um five lessons that employee engagement programs can learn from customer experience um, it's a hot topic lots of people are asking about it the rise of the experience economy where are we where are we learning our lessons from um, and uh, i thought of no better person than to invite amy for a webinar with us and she shared some incredible research and anecdotes and stories and it's definitely worth a listen there's a lot of learning in it so we did so we did that this week um i've been having some great calls with some of our um, partners and members and we're also um very busy planning in the final guest speakers the wine ordering and the venue booking for various events we've got going on um throughout the uk um in manchester in the midlands and bristol um and in london over the next few months so we've been busy planning our events we've been running webinars um and then today um probably much like you and the rest of the team matt um, we're preparing for the conference on Tuesday, um, taking place, or well, the UK and European conference taking place in Twickenham that I'll be co-hosting with you. So um, we are b- busy doing lots of different things, but really the main theme is all around helping improve the world of work and create workplaces that people love. And I just love connecting people to do that. So 
Well, yeah, Tuesday is going to be fun. I mean, awesome venue, great speakers from the winners and finalists uh, from the awards last year in, in, in UK and Europe. But so how how did you come to to BMD of the Alliance? Tell us a bit about yourself, because uh, for, for you listeners out there, my background is uh, in communications and, and which led me to a customer experience route. And f- by doing that, realised that the number one influencer on the customer uh, either positively or negatively is the employee experience and um, so I I set off on down that path and realized that there wasn't the best recognition for great work being done by people like yourselves out there so set up the engagement awards and and now four years on we're doing a podcast so that's my little story but what what what's brought you to being the MD of the Alliance? Okay so it involves Looking for recognition uh, um, for uh, the department I was working in at the time, so being really interested in getting that external recognition through awards. Um, the 22nd floor of the Shard, a bottle of rosé wine, um, and a real passion for bringing like-minded people together. That's the short story. Um, the slightly longer story, which will last no more than one minute, is um, I had been uh, working in learning and development, management development, coaching, team development for about 10 years. Right. And then I moved into uh, a role where I was working directly with a customer experience director um, at News Corp at the time, but in a role that was really around engaging the uh, the people at News um engaging them more in the strategy, engaging them more in the, the, their role with the customer, et cetera, um, and also um, overseeing the development that was taking place at the contact centre. So, and, and, and News Corp is, is Rupert Murdoch, so Fox, The, the Sun, um, stuff like that. The Times newspaper, The Sunday Times, yeah. So um, that's what I was doing at the time. Um, and um, then I had my little boy. Um, so that was about three years ago, and I was on – maternity leave and uh, any of you who have been on maternity leave will probably relate to this um, or had any kind of change in your life actually um, I was thinking about like what's next for me uh, what's going to fit around my life what's going to fit around my passions and what's going to really satisfy my why like what was what was I really going to get a kick out of um, and uh, I was kind of pondering that at the time whilst getting to grips with motherhood and um, I met up with you Matt and um, uh, the reason I'm out the reason I'm out with you was um, we, you know I didn't know you awfully well but um, I'd been a judge you'd very kindly asked me years before um, to be a judge for the employee engagement awards and I'd found it a hugely like rewarding experience like getting to learn about what their organizations were um, really listening to their stories learning about what they were doing in different areas um, I remember judging categories such as the well-being category um, I just found it an amazingly um, or brilliant learning experience and you'd said to me uh, well Ruth you know we know you're on maternity leave at the moment but we really appreciate you judging for us can we take you out for a drink and I was like oh I don't get out much um, <laughs> I don't get out much with my with my little baby so why not and because my trains um, arrived into London Bridge which is exactly where the, the Shard the tallest building in the UK is it's just above that that train station um, I said oh well can we meet can we meet there so we, we met there um, in a bar overlooking London on the 23rd floor it all sounds really romantic actually doesn't it when you tell the story and you look back <laughs> um, and that's where the bottle of rosé wine comes in 
setting expectations for future judges a bit too high, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so now all your judges who are listening to this are going to want a bottle of rosé wine on the shard, in the shard Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might be a bit challenging for some of your judges in the likes of South Africa or in the States. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah, that's where we that's where we got talking about, you know, people that, that you had been working with the with the awards and conferences were getting great learning and getting recognition, but the rest of the year, and um, what were they doing to work towards getting that accolade and how were they learning and how were they networking and, and where were they getting their professional development from? And that was where um the alliance um had it had already been born. Um it was something that had already started. Um and I came in and said, Well, please can I please can I lead it? Like I'm looking for something new. It's, it's a timely thing for me. And um, I remember then it was a, a Saturday and I was put forwarding my case on why I would be a great person to come in and lead that. And yeah, that was, um, what was that? Two, two years ago now. It's definitely a great example of timing in life is everything. So uh, we definitely were looking for somebody to take it to the next level. And uh, you know, like you say, 24 hours later, we were having very serious conversations um, uh, without the rosé. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And actually, I spent, I spent the first six months or so really listening to what members want, really listening to what potential members would want. And if, if you're going to be a member of a community, you want you want to see the value for that. You want to know that you're getting something from it. You want to feel a sense of belonging and purpose and, and, and all of that. So that was that was what I did for the first six months. So for, for people listening who have never heard of the Employee Engagement Alliance, what is it? <laughs> so we're a global membership community um, helping the world create workplaces that people love. Uh, we're doing that with our members and, and some non-members as well and our partners across the globe um, in four different ways. So we offer plenty of learning opportunities. So that's in-person learning events, breakfast events, evening events, online webinars, um, full day learning, workshops, and soon to be um, accredited training programs as well. Um, we also uh, really, uh, really passionate about just helping to connect people with no agenda and no guest speakers as well. So that's like the share element of our membership. So that's uh, bringing people together over drinks or ping pong or um, or even online, connecting people, helping them to share, helping people to guest blog and share what they're doing um, globally. Um, we are also helping, pe- helping our members to act. So that's connecting them to providers and vendors, helping them spend their budgets in the right place in the appropriate place. And, and also because we are a sister company to the Employee Engagement Awards, um, our members do get free entry um, into the awards and, and we do support them with that process as well. And then the final piece of um, the membership offering and the newest piece is the, is the create creation section. And this is where we are working with our members to co-create content together. Yeah. Um, sometimes we do that over dinner in a restaurant somewhere um, and sometimes we'll do that online but it's a it's about there's a whole wealth of knowledge and information and learning and case studies and lessons learned um, that organizations are uh, those organizations that are, are really trying to become people first um, are doing and we want to shine the light on that but also help people learn from one another um, and, and the best way to do that in, in my opinion is to co-create with one another um, not just push content out to everybody so uh, having, having worked in a number of industries I do find that the passion and and the um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for 
the actual uh, ability to want to co- to uh, collaborate with other people in in the marketplace, it, I think, is ex- extraordinary. So you know, quite often, whether it be wherever in the world it may be, um, I've seen uh, peers from maybe competing banks or airlines, and in other industries, they would not they would not talk with one another. But in 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 this you know world of work, employee engagement, they're actually sharing war stories, what worked, what hasn't, and all, all with the aim of improving the experience of the people at work. And I, I think it's fantastic. And I, I think the alliance you know gives gives a home to all of that. And um, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad um, you're taking it on from strength to strength. Um, what what's what's the one what's one of the one aims that the alliance is trying to what, what's one of the one challenges the alliance is trying to fix. Um, you know, if you were to try and pin pin down one area, um, or maybe a couple of areas, and and also around that is it, having been there and done that, and been been within an organisation and ahead of an employee engagement. What advice would you give to people like yourself when you were when you were doing that job to get an employee engagement strategy going or to take it to the next level? Um, because quite often. There are always internal battles to be fought and to be won to, to do what people want to do. So any advice to help those people, that'd be great. Hmm. <laughs> That's a broad question. Broad question that I have no pre-rehearsed answer to. Um, right. So the first thing for me, and you know, I had a conversation with someone over a glass of wine about this last night. They said to me, well, I'm the HR director, but actually employee engagement sits with someone else. Yeah. Which um, is is a real challenge when employee engagement and the role of employee engagement sits with a person or even one department. And that's when engagement is being done to people. And over the last five, 10 years, maybe probably even longer, um, it, it it has been a, we do running clubs and fruit baskets and we're extending our maternity and paternity leave policies. And we've now, we're now doing employee surveys and we're now doing, we're now doing continuous listening to our people, which is great. And I don't ever want to knock an organization who are, really trying to um, engage with their people yeah. or, or create an engaging workplace, a, a vibrant workplace, let's say. But when engagement sits with just one or two people or a department of people, th- that's when it's becoming a function rather than <laughs> engagement is the result of the employee experience. Um, and everybody is part of that so many people own that every single line manager from the the front desk to the cleaners to the caterers to the managers every single person interacts with the customers or with the people serving the customers which is pretty much every single person in your organization is responsible for what that experience for the people looks like yeah and as a result engagement is a result yeah you don't do engagement (laughs) Yeah. So people say, you know, we're doing this or we're doing that or um, this, you know, we've got this uh, month um, as part of our to increase engagement. Um, and I think that's where we really need to start ch- challenging that. Um, people will often say, oh, you're the Employee Engagement Alliance. Um, who, who can sign up? Do, do I have to work in HR? And I'm like, absolutely not. Like it's this is if you're passionate about creating a uh, you know, a workplace that, that people love to come to or people love to be a part of. It's not even that they have to come to it. Um, 
if you're passionate about that, then then the engagement is the result, and that happens as a result. Um, and and anybody can be a part of that, and anyone can have an influence over that or a say over that. I, I think we're at the earlier days of trying to get that message across, but that's definitely a challenge I find for me. Um, is people want to hear from head of employee engagements or head of experiences or HR directors. Actually, there are so many people with some great examples of what they've done and the results. So that's probably the main challenge. Um, what other questions did you ask me? I, th- I think that, I think that, well, quite a few there actually. Um, but I think that was a good answer to one of them at least. Um, <laughs> but, well, like I say, uh, our aim on these podcasts is to, to keep it uh, short and, and it, and interesting and I think um you know it would be good to know uh, outside of work you know what 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 keeps what keeps you busy what do you do for fun when we're not working we're not trying to grow the alliance around the world okay right what do I do when I'm when I'm so uh, for me work and like fun is all one like there's not really any differentiation and that's what I really love about what I'm doing I'll be at some soft play center with my three-year-old boy and I'll be organizing meetings or writing a blog post or something um while he's running down the slide um that's not always the case but yeah so he keeps me quite busy um I really enjoy running but if any of you live in the West Sussex region will know I've not been out in the last month so don't hold me accountable for that um but I really really enjoy running I think it's really good for the mental health it's really good for focus and also just I really like the fresh air as well and the the pushing the pushing myself um to do an extra kilometer so i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge you there with with the fun and work all combined now that's great that you love work but don't you think there has to be some sort of disconnect at some stage as well because i'm a big advocate of trying to be able to switch off i think that the line between work and play has been far too blurred to, to the point it doesn't exist anymore yeah, I agree. I've actually had um, a fair amount of personal challenges over the last year. And at times I have had to be really strict with myself and actually switch off, yeah. put the out of office on and be honest with myself, but also be honest with other people because we're all humans. And I'm, I'll even put on my out of office. I'm taking some unexpected time out to focus on myself and my family. Like, I'm not going into details, but I'm being a human. <laughs> We're all humans, right? So I do think it's important to recognize that and, and to do that. And actually, um, I've just booked, I'm very last minute, but I've just booked a trip to go to the south of France next week um, for a few days. Um, so a challenge for me and my husband, because we're both running our own um, businesses now, is um, to not take the laptops. Um, wow. So we've actually booked somewhere that doesn't have Wi-Fi, so that's a good challenge. Um, yeah, I do agree. I do agree. You do need to take that time out, but that's different for different people. Um, and that, that literally is a first time hearing about it too everybody so uh, <laughs> that's I'm really really pleased for you Ruth that's awesome um, <laughs> yeah sorry Matt that's the reason I was late for the webcast <laughs> um, no but I, like, for every action I think there's always a reaction and I think the past you know however long it's been since since we've become always on since the the rapid development of smartphones and technology that means you can be contacted anywhere in the world I think the reaction is starting to come where people are, are trying to you know, this is how I work best, and this is how, when I need time off. And they're actually starting to push back, and I think I think that's begun. 
Um, and I think, you know, like you say, it ties into all these different different issues about personal responsibility, your own experience, performing at your best, um, mental health. Yeah. I do think, I do think um, that it does come down to a personal responsibility, but we yeah. need to educate people to feel empowered to speak up. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I remember a couple of years ago when France brought in the law around no emails and not contacting people after, I think it was 8 p.m. Yeah. But I kind of disagreed with it. Like, I work really good late at night and first thing in the morning. And if that means that I get to do what I want in the middle of the day, let's say, maybe with my son, then that is what really motivates me. And you're going to get the best results out of me. Whereas for other people, it's different. So, yeah, I, I agree. There's definitely a, a cultural shift, both within organisations and wider. But there's also that education piece on and, and helping people know when to speak up and how to speak up and empowering them and all of that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a it's a fine it's a fine line and uh, stipulating hours that people should work in you know in a day and age where we're contactable all the time that's another challenge well yeah and that that's another that's another stream of conversation really about you know it's all about earning trust i think trust should be there as soon as an employee person is hired by a business um Mm -hmm. until it is lost so working remotely working the times that they work they want to work give them put that trust in them to perform um that's why you've hired them because you believe in them but um like like every every one of our guests, we could talk for hours. Um, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, you're going to be on the other side of the microphone for a lot of these. We're we're very excited to uh, a future podcast. We'll be talking with uh, winners, finalists from around the world, from brands big and small, talking about their day-to-day uh, workings and what works, what doesn't work in different areas from well-being, diversity, employer brand, internal communications, engagement, benefits, reward and recognition. So we have lots for you. Um, it's been it's been an absolute honour to speak with you, Ruth. Uh, for those that haven't registered to uh, be informed about when our podcasts go live each week, uh, we do have currently a competition. Uh, we have five books of our, our first guest, Jason Lawrenson, and five from our second guest, Josh Levine, to give away. All you need to do is register at the website, uh, ee-awards.com, in the podcast section, and you'll have a chance to win one of those books. So for now, uh, it's end of episode five. Thank you so much for joining us, Ruth. Thank you. And um, and it's goodbye from me. We'll see you in, in the following week. Uh, what news we'll have in store, we do not know, but speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.